0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Modern Geekdom. On this week's episode, we're ranting and raving about what's going on in the world of tech. Stick around. Julie, do the thing!
1: <laughs>
0: Modern Geekdom. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I'm
2: sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.
1: Modern Geekdom. Would you kindly shut your noise hole?
2: Exterminate! All systems go, Michael. Give it!
0: Oh. go! the oh. 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 hell with it. Modern Geekdom are off. Hey, everybody. It. How yeah. How we it Good. How's it going? We're back after a lovely 4th of July. Everybody have a good time. Nobody blow their hands we're, off.
1: We're three yeah. quarters full today. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Well, Aaron yeah, decided he, that he wanted
0: to go somewhere south because apparently the humidity here wasn't enough for him.
2: Today was brutal, man. It was. Wow. It really
1: Yesterday was. was
0: worse. The beginning of today wasn't. It, like, was bad, but True. by the end of the day, it, it had calmed down a little bit. But. Well, we had massive yeah. thunderstorms rolled through, so, I mean, that kind of pushed everything out of here. That, the fun of living in the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we start ranting about that stuff, we'll just never stop ranting about it. we got too many other things to rant about tonight. That's technically what we're going to be talking about this evening is... Hi, Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is we're just ranting and raving about all sorts of fun crap in the world of basically technology tech right now. I think that's all we've got really to rant about right now is tech.
1: There's a lot happening. Uh, there's a lot to rant about there right really now, is. but we'll
0: we'll keep the podcast tech related. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll just we'll focus it. We'll 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 be narrow. We'll be focused, tech related. I know, Kook, you were you were talking and bemoaning Sony's latest decision with uh, yeah, network. well and
1: it's not even a, it's not even a recent decision sony's been doing no, this yeah. for a little while and it's and it, it it's becoming more it's coming more to the forefront right now because of games like uh, fortnite and you know some of the, the i mean that you you continue to have uh, you know these i don't know what you want to call them battle royale uh, first person shooters and third person shooters that
0: are coming out are they technically um, mmorpgs uh, not really. They're not really the, massively multiplayer. They're just well, they are, but they're not RPGs. They, okay. They're
1: they're definitely first person shooters. So it's I mean it's the 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 discrepancy there would be whether or not you're over the shoulder. Which, if I remember Fortnite right, that's kind of the view that you're playing. I've only played it a little bit. Um, Is more of like an over the shoulder kind of third person view as opposed to first person. Yeah. Um, but the the big thing about these games, especially with Fortnite, is that it's free. So it, it's a free-to-play game. You can go in, you can buy like outfits and things like that. But it's not a play. It's not a pay-to-win game, which is really kind of awesome. But um, even getting into the the you know upcoming games that are coming out, you know, Sony has made this decision that they are not going to allow, at least in the current. You know, at least currently, um, you know, as of July 5th, 2018, um, that they are not allowing cross-play functionality with other consoles. Yeah. In in this case, namely Nintendo Switch and Xbox One and PC, which just seems to be a rare, you know, anti-customer stance from Sony. Um, yeah, that's a good and, way to put it. I, you know, because one of the things that Sony kind of prided itself on when this current console generation started was that they were going to be the console for the gamer.
0: Yeah, which is the like one they thing were, that we were discussing you know, about how Sony was n- no longer going to be actively supporting multimedia on the PS4 and going well, and forward. That's,
1: that's kind of like, they, I mean, they took this stance when they, when this when when this current generation of consoles was was coming out at you know E3 2013 or whatever yeah. it was cuz that and I actually I think it was 2014 when those consoles came out so it was E3 prior to when they came out but so when they when they announced at E3 like Sony was the clear winner of E3 that year cuz not only were they coming out with a console that was uh, you know arguably uh, you know, more suited towards a, towards the gamer individually than Microsoft was. But they were they were making decisions that were gamer focused yeah. decisions. Yeah. They weren't. You know they they game were centered, they were game right. focused. Right. Sure. They they were putting money into you know getting you know timed exclusives better for the Sony audience. They were putting more into exclusive gamings. They were. You know, putting money into indie, you know, indie games and in indie developers, and allowing those, you know, those developers, you know, a, an easier path into the PlayStation Store. You know, it, it was all around a, a better gaming experience on the playstation 4 because the xbox was trying to be more than a gaming system yeah. they they wanted to be the hub of your living room they want to be the hub of your home own, entertainment system right yeah. that and that has that has its own pros it's, and cons it has its huge merits it was but, not yeah it, it was not solely a gamer focused platform yes and on top of the you know on top of that they wanted they ended up you know, pricing their console at $100 more than Sony was pricing their console. Yeah. So, it's, you know, not only was Sony then positioning itself as being the gamer console, but they did that, and I think they learned some lessons from the way that they priced the PS3 when it came out, because they, they... Took a, a, a stance there and saying we want to have this be accessible to as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, it took a, a lot of money. Like it was a big hit per unit, something like that, because of the Blu-ray players in there. Oh, well, that,
1: that yeah, yeah, well that was the, the that was uh, the PS3. They they were yeah. actually selling even the the when the PS3 came out, it was selling at six hundred bucks. Uh, you know, a unit in you know whatever it was, two thousand.
0: Six, yeah.
1: yeah, I think is when the PS3 came out. Blu-ray players um, were like six hundred, without 700, it in front
0: of me, dollars regularly. Right, right. That's because so the, the the format war hadn't ended yet. Number
1: one, so. it, at a that point. point, Sony was not only taking a loss on these systems, but it was also the most reasonably priced best Blu-ray player that you could get on the yeah. market. Boom! And you were basically getting a gaming console for free at that point. Yep. Yeah. And it, What's what's amazing to think about with that is that Sony was pricing the PS3 at six hundred dollars in two thousand six. Come two thousand fourteen, when the PlayStation Four comes out, it was priced at four hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it was two hundred dollars less. You know, eight years later,
0: like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> technology became and, so much cheaper that.
1: Well, yeah. I mean that 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 obviously is a huge part of it, but. Uh, you know, getting back to, to kind of the topic at hand, because of the way that Sony launched the PS4 and the way that out of the gate the the amount that they outsold Microsoft in terms of this current console generation, they they have a significant install base lead over Microsoft right now, and Sony's argument is that because we have so many more people playing our console what does it benefit us to be to open up that online you know play to be able to allow cross functionality if you have friends that are playing on PlayStation and you want to play on PlayStation you need to buy a PlayStation like their their attitude is that you know it doesn't we're not getting any benefit out of it yeah. basically it's it's only benefiting Microsoft and Nintendo for yep. Sony to open up crossplay because they're opening them up to that many more players then yeah, people, when they don't have those players otherwise
0: yeah people otherwise who would have otherwise bought a, a you know Xbox or a, a Nintendo uh, switch like they would have they would have thought twice about buying those instead of opting for the ps4 because of that whereas if they'd opened it up they could buy whatever they wanted. And well, not and here's the thing about
1: it. things like that too, you know, and and it may not make too much of a difference on on a game like Fortnite because the, and, and I don't want to put Fortnite down at all. That's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah, but I think the graphical, you know, the the, the graphical capabilities of the Nintendo Switch, um, are are probably suited towards a game like Fortnite where it, it's not as Kind of graphically intensive as some of the other games are. I I don't think that you're legitimately going to put a Switch up against, you know, an Xbox One or a PS4, or even a PC for that matter, from a graphical yeah. standpoint on a different game. But the but because Fortnite is free, because they've kept that you know processor intensive you know pieces of that to a minimum, you can have that cross play through these other systems and i think that's that's really where sony is making a misstep it's not yeah. a matter of saying where's necessarily the benefit for us because i think the benefit for them comes as a secondary process of opening that up yeah you know they they look like the bigger company than Saying, you know what, even though we have a, a much larger install base, we're going to allow cross play because what we want is our gamers to be able to play with the people that they want to play with.
0: Yeah, like they're, if their friends happen to only own a Switch, they can still play with their friends. It doesn't make a difference to their friends, but it makes all the difference in the world to that individual user because, one, they have a higher powered system, they may have the better graphics, they may have. Um, the better processing and all of that, so they may, re- you know, arguably maybe have a, a better gaming experience. But that may that is made all the better because of the fact that they can still play with their friends who happen to not be on the system, the same system. Yeah, right. and, and that
1: that's exactly what I was going to get at. Like I like even me personally, like this this, this particular you know issue with Fortnite. Um, has you know had a, and and you know, I don't want to make it seem like it's a huge deal because I don't have a whole lot of time to play anyway, right now. Yeah, um, but I have a buddy of mine that that moved to Michigan, uh, a couple years ago, and we used to get online and play Call of Duty every once in a while back when we, you know, still did that. Although the, the, the last Call of Duty that we played was Black Ops 2, <laughs> uh, which a, while puts ago. A, a little bit in perspective, <laughs> um. But he, you know, he sent me a message the other day, and we were kind of texting back and forth for a little while. And he asked me if I had picked up a PS4 yet. And uh, you know, my PS3 is still still kicking, um, so I, I haven't, you know, had an excuse to, to pick up a PS4. Um, there's a couple of games that are coming out that I that you know will probably end up, you know, pushing me, you know, further towards getting one. And hopefully, my PS3 will die in that time period, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll have an excuse. Um, but it, you know. I can play Fortnite on my PC, but because he's playing it on a PS4, like we can't play it. Can't play together.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's like you know, it just—it's that kind of crap where it's like that just sucks. Yeah, like, yeah. Because especially because I, you know, other than other than really Fortnite and like playing with it, you and know some Fallout, buddies of mine that, that are. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, I think the new Fallout it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I'd love to play it, but I, you know. It, even that, like, I, I haven't, I haven't played a whole ton of the other Fallout's, so I'm not like it's not forcing me into like, oh yeah. man, I really need to go out and buy a PS4 to play Fallout 76. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and and really the games that that will push me to do that are single player titles anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, I'm I'm interested in Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm interested in in uh, Last of Us Part Two, and I'm interested in. Uh, the the Final Fantasy 7 remake because you know obviously I was you know, huge fifteen Final years Fantasies. old when uh, <laughs> when Final Fantasy 7 came out so that was uh, that was a huge it was part seminal of, I mean that's, that's yeah one of those games so that you loved. It, but um it, you know it, it is disappointing from from that standpoint in knowing that you know one of the things that I do enjoy is is getting online and and you know kind of just fucking around on on games like that yeah. with you know, with guys that I don't have, you know, the ability to locally access those games with. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's disappointing that Sony is taking that uh, that stance at least right now. Yeah, um, I mean, it,
0: it's one of those things where, like, I'm again, like, I I don't know how many times I've reiterated this, but I'm not the biggest gamer of this group, obviously. But I still appreciate the fact that there's a bunch. Oh, of I'm games sure that I hold now. that crown. Yeah. <laughs> but I, there's like so many games that like I'll play on my phone or my tablet that I. Love having networked capabilities. Like I can play, yeah. like y- even going back to like Words with Friends. Yeah, like that's such a it. simple game, but you, the thing that makes it worth playing isn't the fact that it's Scrabble. It's the fact that you're playing with real people, real either right. friends or via network to strangers or whatever. So it's like that networked gaming experience, and they don't all have to be on the same device. They don't have to be on the same operating system you can play with people who are on apple and iphones you can play with people who are on android and, and you know some like five-year-old device or a brand yeah. new one doesn't make so, any difference right what's interesting about that though is that there's still not all cellular
1: games even give you that option no like, there, there are still games where like you can play on an android phone or you can play on an iphone but you can't play from an android and play somebody
0: that's on an iPhone. Yeah. And that.
1: I, I, I and I don't understand why that's just not, as
0: much. I feel like it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know, again, I don't understand if it's an, if it's a, a networking issue where it's you have to have a central server that's only capable of communicating one at a time, like like one server is only able to communicate to Apple devices and the other server is only capable of communicating to Android devices. If that's the problem somehow I doubt it well, yeah. if that's the way you're
1: setting it up then you're setting it up wrong yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> it's, like it's 2018. we all know that it's we know how to cross that it's possible now.
0: to not yeah. have to do that yeah. yeah so you know come on and there's so many games too that are that are brilliant to play with with other people especially in real time um, that like this is this has been an ongoing thing uh what did I just see like it was just posted last month um, on Tech Radar. Uh, I'll give you guys the link to it, but it was it was an homage to Blizzard's StarCraft, oh, yeah. and who doesn't remember StarCraft? Right. And the sheer fact that that was one of the first games to incorporate networked gaming to a degree. Sure. And it's been 20 years. And so obviously, like 20 years ago when StarCraft came out and it started this whole trend of being able to do things over the internet and networked, um, like it's been building up for 20 years. You'd think after 20 years, we'd have gotten to the point where it didn't matter what device you were playing the game on, what operating system you were playing the game on, what console you were playing the game on. Yeah. So long as you had access to the game to that central server, you'd be able to play with anybody. And obviously, certain devices and certain consoles, you'd have a better experience than others because they might be a little bit more powered. Um, you know Obviously the PS4 is a very overpowered machine versus an Android phone, especially an old one. But you know, at least give the users the ability to get into the game. Whether or not they actually appreciate the gameplay itself due to their device is up to them. Right. But at the fact that they can all play the exact same game together, I like think it's amazing to me Like how in 20 years this is still a thing, that companies are not allowing cross-platform play universally when well, it's been and that, 20 like, years.
1: Right. From a, from a customer standpoint you know and this this leads into exactly the the other piece of this that I that I was going to rant about today <laughs> from a customer standpoint like it's ridiculous in this day and age that i can't control my amazon music app with my google home speaker
2: uh, uh, and
1: yeah. that i can't access youtube from my amazon fire tv stick like Like, this kind of nonsense between companies, like, I realize that Google owns YouTube and I realize that Amazon and Google don't like each other and that they have competing products and blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Guess what, Amazon? The Google Home mini speaker is better than your Alexa mini speaker. It's a better speaker. (laughs) Shots fired. I prefer Google Assistant because I have an Android phone and guess what, Amazon? Your phone failed. Yeah. So let me utilize the assistant that i want with the product that i want cuz just because i like google home doesn't mean i dislike fire tv and i i like the fire tv better than i like the google chromecast and i it's it's ridiculous at this point that i have to pick and choose one or the other and i
0: can't get them to work together yeah and i mean that kind of that, that's really a, that's a perfect segue into the next thing we got to rant about cuz like i Oh my God, man. I, I'm a huge, or at least was a huge proponent of Android TV as an operating system. I loved it. I like, I had, I, I had Chromecast and I enjoyed it. I, that was my first foray besides, um, you know, whatever streaming apps I had on like Blu-ray players and stuff like that. But that was my first foray into a smart device for my TV other than, you know, Blu-ray players with apps. And like, it's the same exact thing. Like I've gotten to the point now where I just updated my Nvidia Shield, like this past week, and they ruined Android TV, the operating system. They absolutely hundred percent ruined it. I hate it now. Everything that they've done with it is just such a distraction. It's so annoying. It's not. First off, it's not user friendly as much as they wish they think it was. Uh, they tried to create these channels where every single app would have its own channel that you could actually see. Like, so if it's Netflix, you could actually see the shows that you watch on your home screen, so you could go directly to them. And like mean, that's it, it. Just it's hideous. It's not aesthetically pleasing, and all these other things. And then functionally, it's slower. It's mm. cumbersome. It's annoying, and it just makes me think. D- hell, maybe I'll just. If this is the way that Android TV is going to go, maybe I'll just sell my NVIDIA Shield and I'll go back to using a Roku or uh, an Amazon Fire TV stick. Man. Because at least those are simplified and functional and not aesthetically annoying.
2: I'm in the exact same position with Apple versus PC because every release Mm -hmm. that Apple brings out, every update makes the machine slower and absolutely terrible. It's like, what are you doing? Listen to your customer base. Like, let people play cross-platforms. <laughs> Come on. Yeah.
0: I don't understand how, like, even to bring it back to that whole cross-platform thing, is like, you've got so many millions of users screaming at the top of their lungs to make this happen. Yeah, And, and it, it's the same for gaming. It's the exact same thing with these devices. Obviously, it's the exact same thing with the operating system for uh, Apple. For ios yeah. and it's just like i don't understand how these companies don't listen to their users they obviously are trying to appease users complaints sure or they're trying to presumably they're trying to get ahead of users complaints or get ahead of users suggestions yeah. by creating some of these things but in doing so they're either neglecting the actual user input that they're getting right or they're... Uh, I, I don't even know. Like, is it is it possible that we're, like, the minority in some of these things and there's just a massive influx of idiots who... And I say idiots in quotes because yeah. I don't really know. Maybe I'm the idiot then. <laughs> but are there's, like, millions of people who are actually asking for these changes, asking for these updates, and that are no, absolutely No, there's people awful? that just
1: don't want to... Like, they just take it as it comes and don't complain yeah. about it. And yeah. the... the the downside to that is that you end up with things like, you know, if you want to, if you want to get into just super irritating garbage, um, Facebook. Oh man, I I, st- I can't believe that we've gone what three four years now without the ability to have your news feed permanently featured as most recent. Yeah. 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 Like, H- how is that? Wh- how is like, that still? I thing? like. I, I don't want to see posts from three days ago mixed no. in with posts from two hours ago. Let me choose most recent as the way to sort my news feed and let me have that be the default display. Yeah. Because fuck you. No. It's and your annoying. algorithm. Yeah. Your algorithm has I, like, failed I, I, repeatedly. Yeah. Stop it. don't care. It's like, y- your algorithm sucks. 100%. And you suck. And yeah. And I... I... I I, I d- can't express yeah. how aggravating it is that I have to go in there and see things that And I, manually I have switch like, it over. I yeah. have Every I have time. recent post sandwiches where it's like post from four days ago, post from two minutes ago, post from four weeks ago. Like what the fuck is wrong yeah. with that? You? Well, you know yeah. like, who is that useful to I have for? a few things to say about that. A, I think a lot
2: of times what you what you the situation you run into is so we mentioned the idea that they're trying to get ahead of the people that are going to complain. Well, I think a lot of times when you create an incentive like that, you can you can without meaning to just create problems that weren't there in the first place. Yeah. By trying to solve 100%. problems that didn't exist because they were all in the hypothetical landscape, not only yep. did you not solve the problems that may have actually been there because you were wasting all your time and resources looking elsewhere, but you created new problems along the way that and especially when you're dealing with like the amount of different softwares that people use this technology for and you're dealing with like compatibility issues and stuff like that like i had an audio program i had to completely reformat my macbook a couple days ago i had to back everything up and i had to completely do a factory reset and start from scratch which like as a person who a does as much work as i do with it and b has as much work stored up on it as I do. Now, I'm not an idiot, I have everything backed up too, but I also have everything organized in a certain way. I have a method, I'm a creature of habit when it comes to my work. So it's like, I've got all my shit set up, and to have to do a complete factory reset because these dudes did an update that made my machine essentially, effectively unusable. Like, I feel like that's what you run into. But also with the Facebook algorithm thing, I think that not only is it interesting the way that they're trying to sort the way that these algorithms are working out but it's also interesting and maybe this is too far off the beaten path but it's interesting there was a guy that was on a news show the other day talking about social media addiction and I can't help but to think that like we're talking about this concept of the news feed and like the way that it's interesting you don't think about the way that your news feed affects the way that you perceive the world around you but I've heard a bunch of people say a lot about that and it's like you know, the, I, I think that the people on Facebook have a lot on their hands with like making sure that they divert all of their resources and energy into solving the problems that are actually there as opposed to, you know, getting in their own way. Well,
0: I think one of the I think one of the problems that has arisen from all of this, like you said, like people are being inundated with massive amounts of information beyond what their friends and family are doing via Facebook and the newsfeed. And I think one of the problems there stems from the fact that we're not seeing the newsfeed in chronological order. We're not seeing it most recent first. We're seeing it in whatever their quote-unquote top stories is, which means their algorithms are force-feeding users a whole bunch of articles, a whole bunch of posts, a whole bunch of everything dictated by some... Obscure, you know, decision that their algorithm made about what their interests would be, and that's all based off of things that they've previously viewed. So if they look at one article about one subject, and they happen to read a second post that's along the same lines of that original one, all of a sudden the algorithm's going to start feeding them more and more. That's going to go to the top. That's always going to be at the top of their newsfeed. So they're just going to get inundated with the exact same information constantly because the algorithm assumes that's what they want to see right and the problem there is but the problem is that yeah you don't need an algorithm to know yeah
1: exactly just ask me Uh. i will tell you (laughs) show me the most recent shit or i will search for it
0: i will search for it give me the search function give me the ability to uh condense my entire news feed down to The uh, the the pages that I follow or the individuals that I follow or that I'm friends with, like whoever I I, like, I want to go check out what my sister's been up to. I can just switch my newsfeed to whatever my sister's been posting. Oh, she hasn't posted in a while. Well, then I'm going to switch off to like one of my pages that I absolutely love to check out. Oh, they've been posting three or four things today. Well, I'm going to spend some time on that. You know, give me those options. Give me the ability to, you know, figure out what I want to read out of my newsfeed, but always have it be. What the most recent thing is first, because what I feel is happening with their newsfeed is that the algorithms force feeding you things that you've already seen so that your worldview based off of what you're seeing in your newsfeed is all condensed into one single opinion or one single subject or one single thing, because that's what's being shown to you versus if it was like the most recent first, it'd be far more diverse. This is the problem with the the
1: Facebook newsfeed. Number one, based on their algorithm and top stories, yeah, is that it's forcing me to not have any interest to open Facebook, but once every every like four days, yeah, yeah, because if I open it more than that, I get the same fucking thing, yeah, like every time that I open it, and I. Like, okay, fine. If you don't want me to use your product, that's perfectly fine. I won't. I, I, you know, you're not hurting my feelings by making me not open Facebook as often. But my problem is, is that if there is something that's going on, like if somebody goes, hey, did you see this, you know, that so-and-so posted on Facebook a minute ago, like I shouldn't have to go into Facebook and then either change it to most recent and then have to search or just search it for the person's name. Like, Come on. It, if it was posted within the last five minutes, I, I should be able to just open it up and go, oh, yeah, you know what? I do see that. Yeah. Like, I, it's nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And uh, it's absolutely ridiculous that they would take away the ability to just have it default to most recent. Yeah. I mean, they took like, away, if, they took
0: away uh, news stories. So, like, your quote-unquote top news stories that was always in the right-hand side and that sidebar. They got rid of that because they were having issues with fake news and, and influenced news and all that stuff. That's like the wrong thing to... I mean, granted, okay, I get it, but you could have simply fixed how news got put into that section. Why get rid of it? Why, When you couldn't have easily focused on news... Story, like, the actual news feed itself. That's where the problem arises.
1: Right. It, it It's a bunch of nonsense, and I... I'm really irritated that they won't let you do it. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, it makes me, like I said, not want to use the platform. And, and like I said, I, no skin off my back, so I don't use Facebook. Well, here's the thing, like, too.
0: is It's not a, it's not a it, difficult it just, fix for them. Like, all, like, they could have a default to uh, the top stories. But so long as you, if you don't
1: make a selection,
0: yeah. So like, if you if you give people the ability to say no, my default needs to be most recent, most recent, and have that be checked. But if you don't check that, then the default is top stories, or you know, that's fine. But if you give people the option to switch it, then at least you gave them the option. Then people can't complain. But it's like, and here's the funny thing too. It's like I love watching. There's a bunch of channels on YouTube that I always wind up uh, watching. One happens to be MKBHD and uh, Marquez Brown's channel. And I absolutely adore his channel because he's always doing tech reviews and showing the latest cool gadgets and stuff like that, and I love it. But he literally came out uh, last week with a video dedicated to YouTube complaining about a bunch of changes they were making to their platform. And it just blew my mind that, like, as a as a, 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 a he's got like 6.3 million followers uh, subscribers on YouTube. That means he's pulling in some really decent advertising money from YouTube. Right. And I'm like, how the hell is YouTube screwing something up so badly that one of their top earning you know uh, creators, content creators, is having to call them out on the channel itself, on YouTube itself? Yeah, that is like how are they going and doing that? I mean, it just blows my mind that like all these tech companies all at once are just shitting the bed. Yeah,
2: man. Well, and that's another thing too, where it's like I think I've seen a lot of because I, I mean there's a lot of content creator creators that I'm a huge fan of, and and honestly, it maybe I'm maybe I'm just a, a spoiled a, spoiled youngin, but it's funny because like I just view pretty much every other. Um, entertainment form apart you know like the the youtube the netflix like everything outside the new wave of media i kind of view as like archaic and and circling (laughs) the drain old world world, man straight up and and the thing that you know so like being that we're in this new dawn of of whatever whatever this new media landscape is like i there's something so special about it and i feel like you know as as more people get involved in a thing it's obviously going to get more complicated that's why one like a one president is weird one of anybody controlling a large group of people is weird but it, I, I just I really feel like YouTube in particular seems to be doing a lot of things lately that that seem to really do a disservice to the people that are helping them create the empire that they've created
0: yeah the, the people who are actually making the things that people come to the channel to view. Right. They're yeah. doing the it, actual creators. Yeah, yeah. You, they're, 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 they're alienating them yeah. in so many different ways. I mean, they came out with a policy a few months back where if you were a, a young or a, a fledgling or just a new creator uh, or even just one that doesn't post that often, you would need to get 10,000 views or a certain amount of subscribers before you could monetize and it became this, like, huge rallying cry for all the content creators because they weren't sure what it fully meant when it was uh, first being implemented because they didn't properly communicate it. And they thought that um, YouTube was doing away with monetization options across the board and, like, there was all these different things. And it's, like, it's poorly communicated issues of their own making. Right. Right. Like, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot constantly with these problems. And it's not just YouTube. You know, Google does it across the board with a bunch of their stuff. Facebook obviously does it a lot. Yeah, all the major, like, tech companies keep doing it because they they have this capacity where they can make changes and implement them quickly. It's not like, you know, Ford or GM where they're right. going to make a big change. Like, for example, Ford is doing away with almost all of their... Sedans, all of their passenger cars, Uh, cars. they're going to focus exclusively on trucks and SUVs and only keep two actual passenger cars. Well, that's not going to happen immediately. They announced it now they're going to, you know, this is going to be over the next two or whatever, uh, model years, but that's because they're old school companies. They have to be able to do it that way. Whereas Facebook and YouTube and Apple and Google overall, and, you name it these guys they can create a change and implement the next day and have not thought it through enough yeah. and cause some serious serious issues because they just don't communicate it yeah, well and dude. they kind of can't because they do it so
2: quickly right when especially too like you got to deal with the regime change issue where it's like i mean at record labels it seems like there's there's a new president every like 2 years oh yeah. you know what i mean where it's like you know it, yep. like you like you've signed to a label and there's this like this particular team there, and then before you know it, you've only been on this label for two years, but nobody that was working there when you signed is working there anymore. So, you you compound regime change on top of the ability to make drastic changes instantaneously, and it's like, yeah, there's pretty much no way for that not to turn into a clusterfuck.
0: Yeah, I mean they just it, it's they've got to come up with processes. And I understand that, relatively speaking. Most of these company companies are young. Apple is probably the oldest, next to you know them and Microsoft yeah. are the oldest. They're the you know the seasoned veterans of these groups. Google is relatively young. They've been around for what, like twenty years at this point. That's crazy. Relatively, yeah, give or take. So like they're young and Facebook's been around shorter than yeah, that 12 years or so. And yeah, and so like I understand that they've still got a lot of learning to do as companies. But like my my biggest concern is like this is the information age. It's not and these guys are all about information. How is it that they are not capable of looking at all of the things that other companies who came before them have done in the past, especially when it's easily accessible? <laughs> through via the news or via like just talking to their executives who they somehow pilfered from older companies and stuff like that. But like learning from companies that have been around much longer and learning all these things that they did wrong and figuring out like, Oh, well our main priority when it comes to implementing any new change to our users is communication. We need to communicate exactly what the change is when it's going to be implemented. It's never going to be an overnight thing and we're going to give everybody as much information as they need to fully digest what the change is, so they understand moving forward. Yeah.
1: So, but they don't I, do that. I don't, I don't have. I, I don't have an issue. I, w- I want to take a step back from that for a minute because I, I don't have an issue with them making changes overnight. Like that's that's not my concern with it. My issue is not allowing flexibility to the platform to the customer that's using it. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to have a, a a platform like Facebook, you know, where I'm basically putting all of my information out, that's how you're making money. You're selling ads based on me, but then you're going to tell me that I can't sort things the way that I want to sort them. Like,
0: I can't. Yeah, That's exactly. Ridiculous. I can't. I can control. Like, I. You know, I can control certain okay. things, but I can't control others. Like I can control which types of ads I want to see based off of which subjects, but I can't sort how often they pop well, up in my feed. Let alone how often everybody who I really want to actually see shows yeah. up in my right.
1: feed. And, and I mean, this is this is like one. Of, this is one of those things. Like you know, it, it's really kind of. Just annoying at this point, yeah. Because you know they're never going to change it, but at at this point, it's super annoying that there's not a dislike button on Facebook. I don't understand why there's not a dislike button. Like a thumbs down. Who fucking cares, right? Come on, like you know, I I think the last thing that I heard, you know, as far as their you know BS reasoning behind it is because you didn't want you know hurt people's feelings. Like who
0: cares? I mean, I appreciate the emojis. Like, I appreciate the, the like. I appreciate the heart. I appreciate the laugh. I appreciate the, uh, what is this thing? It's the wow. And then there's a sad face and then there's angry. But there needs to be something separate from sad and angry. Yeah. It's just, there needs to be we need, a simple dislike. We need a dislike Because angry, an emoji. I'm not always angry. I mean, if gangs. you're not going to give me. I any, just want to, right. be able to be like, this sucks. Thumbs down. If you're not going to give me a dislike
1: button, you need yeah. to have a "you're an idiot" reaction. It, just, it should be a shake my like, head. Yeah. It, right. It's a, just Th- an there SMH. To just like, there, there needs to be boom. a facepalm reaction yeah. or you know, a, you're an idiot. You know, shaking my head. Like I, I mean, come on. Like some of this stuff. You would
0: get more reactions from people if you had the options of what they're actually thinking and reacting. Yeah. And well, what the reaction is lot, at the time.
1: You're going to get a lot more information
0: that you can monetize off
1: of somebody if you can figure out what they don't like. Yeah,
0: dude, that well, too.
2: Man, that, I could go on for hours about that. That's just the new I mean, way of the, journalism.
1: Uh,
0: like, I understand that there's a – and here's the funny thing too. is like, like you, t- It's it's a running gag, and everybody knows this at this point, that the YouTube comment sections are just rotting cesspools. I of know, hatred, dude. And just, they really are never ever unless all you're trying to do is just watch how fast a conversation can Deep. deescalate yeah. into like racism and pure vitriol and hatred and stuff sure. like that don't ever go into the comments of any video you actually like on YouTube yeah but like if you had something similar when it came to the comments on Facebook where you had more reactions as opposed to just the like the laugh, the heart, the angry, whatever you would reduce the amount of probably majority negative comments on Facebook posts because most people they don't really feel the need to comment all they really feel the need is just to say no I don't like that, yeah. thumbs down Yeah, and keep it simple like that then they can move on with their day but you would remove a good majority most likely of the negative comments yeah. because most people like it's not that they don't have the time, but they probably don't. It's the fact that they don't feel so, so strongly about something that was posted yeah. that they really need to write out a full comment. Well, you know what, man? But because they don't have the option, they, that's what they do. Yeah,
2: that. So, I, exactly that. So, like, I about five weeks ago deleted the Facebook app from my phone because I was feeling like. I was having really bad anxiety and I was feeling just like, just like kind of pissed off all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, not that you don't have weird periods in life where you just, you, you're having kind of some weird spots, but like I needed a reset. So I, you know, I wasn't like super obsessed with Facebook. I would never say that I was like, I would definitely resort to it at times when I was bored and probably could have like, I don't like done a meditation or worked out or something that was like beneficial. But I did it, yeah. And, you know, so I, I decided I would delete it. And the one thing that, you know, while we're on this topic of, like, be expressing emotions due to Facebook, the one thing that I really didn't, I I kind of maybe, maybe was a little aware of it. But what I didn't really realize was how much, how big of a toxic undercurrent there was in my subconscious from being aware of what was happening on Facebook. Like, I am yeah. weeks removed from it. And I feel like a different person, like same dude, mostly the same thoughts. But like, I feel like I was walking around before, like just slightly pissed off at just about everything because I feel like there's something about Facebook that, and I think it's just like we're wired to detect predators. So we need to be more aware of dangerous things or, or negative things than positive things because it's how we survive. So it's like, it hijacks one of the most primal instincts that we have and then not only does it do that but even worse it puts it on display for all of our peers to see and then that hijacks that part of themselves and then before you know it we're all in this like weird tribal kind of dance and it's like you talk about youtube yeah. comment sections just like good lord man i can watch a video that brings me to tears that makes me feel like so much hope for humans and then the planet and you know, you you go a couple comments down, and and a lot of times there's actually a, re- a lot of really thoughtful people in some of these comment sections, but there's also, good lord, man, it's it's well, bad.
0: and and that's just it too. It's like it would be, I think, and it, we'll have to wait and see like how many changes Facebook happens to implement after they're finished, ap- absolutely updating uh, the service and whatnot, because they're not done. Um, they've recognized the fact that they were, they played a, a absolutely massive role, unforgivable role, technically in the uh, 2016 election and every and all and all the bullshit that led up to it, you know, with the fake news and and the interference and the uh, the fake memes and stuff like that and the the forced um, uh, just you know forcing people's perspectives uh, with fake uh, just information and stuff like that and they realized that they didn't do almost anything to actually combat that stuff at the time and, and how much of it was propaganda and whatnot. So they're, they're making some significant changes right now to their system, to the, you know to not only the news feed, but how people are allowed to, uh, to monetize and to actually be groups and, and to share all these things en masse and so many other different things. So we've got a lot to look forward to from Facebook to see how many changes um, that they're actually going to make, but I kind of look at it like like I'm so annoyed by the way people uh just use the service and the way that they and this of course has nothing to do with the actual service itself or Facebook or for that matter YouTube and with the YouTube comments, but like there's no etiquette anymore right. for how people for how people just you know. Yeah, but that's not thought. just online, man. No, exactly. I mean, it,
1: like just... that—that's a—that's a byproduct of society moving in that direction. Exactly. There's just not a general social etiquette anymore. Or any... yeah,
0: exactly. But here's the thing: like when it comes to online, it's not like it's a—at fleeting... least not within the United States. Yeah, but here's the thing: like it's not a fleeting thing when it's online. It's there. You can always come back to it if it's in your newsfeed once, and you dismiss it, and you go through your newsfeed again later it comes back and it can pop up because of the way that they've got their system set up. So it's, it's top stories as opposed to most recent. If you renew your, like, your, your web browser or your page or whatever, it's gonna, like those stories, those things that I know you have the potential to pop back up more often. So my question is like, why in the hell has Facebook not created a much more simplified way of hiding things that you just like? I know it's possible. Like there's obviously the three dots at top of all the posts and stuff like that that you can you can click on and it gives you different options like save post, hide posts, news, whatever. But you have to click on that and then you have to click on a bunch of things from the drop down. Why is it don't get me wrong, I appreciate those options, but why is it not much more simplified that you have a singular button at the top of the post, at the bottom of the post, something like that. So if you see something that you find offensive, that you can instantaneously, via one click, hide it. Just just hide it so you don't see it, that it never pops up on your feed again. That singular post. That way, if you want to block them entirely, yeah, you can go into the drop-down menu, you can find it, and be like, I don't want to see this ever again. But if it's just that one-off, say it's somebody's opinion that's kind of insightful and it's kind of creating some anxiety in you and you just don't want to have to see that again you can be like "Eh, let's just hide that yeah, and just do it like quickly easily you don't have to see it again because in the real world if somebody says something and you move on you're not going to hear them again unless they start following you around Yeah, but on your Facebook page and on the news feed it has the potential to pop back up repeatedly yeah man You have to go in and you have to do multiple steps to be able to hide something so you don't see the stuff. Why can't it be, you know, a simple button that just – it's like a circle with a line through it. That would probably be a block. But like something that just set – like a closed eye icon that you've got. They've got other things that are, you know, blocked or whatever. Just a simple icon that just says, I don't want to see that anymore. Yeah, man. Just a simple little change like that. And the thing is, is
2: like that could probably help. It's it's just so. It's. We're. It's so. Here's the thing that. Here's the hopefully thing that me it would out reduce the amount
0: thing. of anxiety going yeah. through a lot of this information.
2: And hopefully it would do that. Here's the thing that kind of freaks me out about the whole state of affairs at this point. And this is why we need as many brilliant people from all walks of life working on it as much as humanly possible. Because the, the problem itself is so unbelievably complicated. Because it seems like every possible road spider webs off into 10,000 different roads, all with their own individual individual sense of consequences and, and, and things of the like so it's like you give the, someone the ability to hide an idea and, and, or a post and not see it and then you know theoretically that's a good thing but there's obviously we can come up with ways that that could ultimately be a bad thing particularly as we're moving into an age with like augmented reality and stuff like that where it's like you, know, you could theoretically just remove a person from your sphere of existence and you kind of get into super weird states like that but yeah. I think we need to. I, I agree that it would be good to be able to, to be able to do whatever we can to make sure that we can reduce the amount of stress that platforms like Facebook uh, put on people. And it's mainly because, like, yeah. I think one of the problems nowadays, like, I still, you know, I still encounter a lot of very sweet people on a on a on a daily basis, which is fortunate because there's a lot of really good people in the world, and I think that. I think that we do live in in one of the greatest places on the planet i think that there's a lot of amazing people here that i think really do their best to be good people and live good lives but the the other the flip side to that equation is that i'm starting to notice that between everyone and about everything there seems to be this like tendency now to huddle into an ideological camp and even even and even if you think you're, the, I feel like there's just a lot of people that are are feeling more inclined now to hunker down into an ideology and just like a thought process. And I think it's because yeah. these platforms just trigger some of the most tribalistic parts because like the human animal has a lot of flaws in the way we process information, like an, un, yeah. an ungodly amount of flaws. And like, I think that the problem is is that if you don't actively try to fight against your own thought process i feel like yeah, your own
0: worst instincts
2: yeah your own worst instincts i feel like a lot of times you can just end up just like lost in in essentially an ideology or in or in tribalism and i think that the problem is, is that i think there's a lot of people who like who really could have a really wonderful conversation i feel like conversation is being disencouraged nowadays uh, and it's also being encouraged because i think there's there's fringes of, of groups that are that are now, like, st- heavily stressing the idea of dialogue between people that disagree. But I just really hope that throughout the new wave of, of tech revolution, we can figure out a way to have, like, civil discourse be stressed as much as possible, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it would be phenomenal if we could get to the point where anybody who has a dissenting opinion from your own can at least acknowledge the fact that... Your opinion is yours, and theirs is theirs, and by virtue of the fact that neither of you are any more special than the other, your opinions should be somewhat equal in the fact that, you know, they're not more important than the other person's. Until you can actually both conclude that one person's happens to be more correct because it has more factual knowledge or or something of those lines just giving the opinions of themselves doesn't make anybody more correct than the other and i think that's you know one of the things that we'll have to get you know to and of course more people will need to realize it and therefore not hate somebody else simply for the fact that they've got an opinion that's different yeah yeah you know and, and that's really what it comes down to and i think that's one of the worst parts about social media nowadays is the fact that people are free to spout off entire you know opinions that are utter nonsense because of the fact that it's not a face-to-face well, that's face what the argument anonymity of the internet exactly. allows yeah. them to do it's not a face-to-face conversation they don't have to view the other person's reactions right in front yeah, of them or risk getting um, and they don't in the have mouth. to reap any real consequences exactly. from yeah. their yeah. and and actions. i and i agree like it would probably, for that sort of element, it would probably not be in the best interest of better communication to constantly be hiding dissenting opinions and whatnot. But at the same time, you're still talking about a lot of people who use these services who don't want to get into political conversations you don't want to be enraged you don't want to be depressed you don't want to do they all they want to do is go online and and see some of the positive things their friends and families are doing see some of the cool groups some of the information that their cool groups but in that off chance that like one of their cousins or something like that or that weird uncle has a political opinion that just happens to be a little different from their own and they're going oh it's so awful yeah yeah they should be able to hide it one click easily and and get rid of it. But, I mean, I kind of feel like you need to give people that option, that ability. Because it's at this point in time, it's becoming detrimental to the service. Yeah. The, the negativity that, that it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on you're you're viewing negativity yeah well and, from the other side probably yeah. and it, it'd be better for everybody if if it was a more positive um community and that's what it was originally for it's obviously there for sharing ideas and stuff like that we don't want to censor people right but if you don't want to hear somebody because obviously you're you would already have read what they wrote in order to get pissed off right it's not like Facebook would technically be the one blocking them. Right. But if you've listened to them and you disagree with them and you don't want to hear any more from them, you need yeah. better options to be able to be like, okay, I'm done. I don't need to hear any more from this person. Yeah. Simpler. And, of course, and we're talking just that comment, just that post. Yeah. Because, obviously, there already are other ways to do that, and you can definitely still do that now. It's just a little bit more complicated. Right. But it would just, like – for people in the moment so that things don't escalate, so that people don't get enraged, so that people don't get annoyed for and ruin the rest of their day and get put into bad moods and whatnot. Simplify some of these processes and whatnot. And it's just some of these things that I'm sure Facebook will have in the mix eventually, hopefully, fingers crossed. But again, you know, just to kind of wrap up this conversation, there's a lot of a lot of things that these tech companies that are doing that seem a little off. Right. I don't. Even, I shouldn't even say a little. They seem very much. customer. Yeah. They seem very much off. Very much anti customer. Yeah. Like they're they're thinking we're going to appreciate it, but they didn't talk to the right focus groups or something.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just weird. So. But that's about it. Uh, I mean, we could be talking about this stuff for way too long, but we're running on an hour, so <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, unless you guys have any other major things that you got to say. No, that was good, man. No, I'm good. No, good, awesome. We're out of here then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode. Um, hopefully, Aaron will be able to join us. He might not. He's still on vacation. But if not, you'll still have us. So yeah. Check us out next week. In the meantime, we're out of here. Say goodnight, fellas. Goodnight, good fellas. fellas. See ya, peoples. All right, that's it from us. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, follow on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, Be sure to check us out on the Facebooks and the Twitters, and we will see you all in the next episode.